Today is Friday, January 27th, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the morning announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. This episode is brought to you by Kickoff. Kickoff is the easiest way to build credit fast. Whether you have no credit or want to boost your score, Kickoff is the number one credit building app that has helped over a million people take control of their credit. Charges were brought yesterday against the five ex-police officers in Memphis, Tennessee, who beat to death a 29-year-old black man named Tyree Nichols after what should have been a routine traffic stop for alleged reckless driving. Nichols fled on foot, fearing for his life before the five officers caught and beat him unconscious. He died three days later from his injuries, and now the Memphis DA has brought charges for second-degree murder, aggravated assault, aggravated kidnapping, official misconduct, and official oppression against all five of the officers. The DA said that these officers beat Nichols with a knowing state of mind and contributed directly to his death, each in different ways. Police body camera footage will be released tomorrow, which the Memphis police chief has described as appalling and inhumane. Yesterday, the Democratic-led Virginia State Senate stopped the passage of a 15-week abortion ban, which had been proposed by Governor Glenn Youngkin. Under current law in Virginia, abortions are allowed up until the end of the second trimester of pregnancy, or about 26 weeks. And after that, the procedure is allowed in cases with a risk of death or severe harm to the mother, when literally no one would have an abortion for any other conceivable reason. No pun intended. Of course, we can't forget today's humiliating anecdote about Representative Katara Bache. On Wednesday, when Santos served surprise Dunkin' Donuts with amended campaign filings on the side, these forms now indicated that he had hired a new treasurer. You already know where this is going. A man who the Santos campaign tried to hire as the treasurer, Thomas Datweiler, said through his lawyer yesterday that he actually declined the job. So basically, Santos lied on the campaign finance forms again by listing a treasurer who wasn't his treasurer, which is no small deal because under federal regulations, a campaign committee can't raise or spend money unless it has a treasurer. Perfect timing. I hear Billy McFarland is out of prison. Next, we have a pretty big investigative story, which makes me feel like we are constantly reliving the past on this podcast, but in like a necessary way. Today, we're going back to 2019, when Donald Trump pressured former Attorney General Bill Barr to appoint someone at the DOJ to investigate the Mueller investigation and prove that it stemmed from a conspiracy by intelligence or law enforcement agencies. The prosecutor who Bill Barr appointed is a man named John Durham. And after almost four years of finding nothing, he is now closing his investigation of the investigation. But while Durham may not have uncovered anything, the New York Times has uncovered plenty in their investigation of the investigation into the investigation. The New York Times released a lengthy expose yesterday, citing more than a dozen current and former DOJ officials who revealed a substantial pressure campaign by Attorney General Barr to push Durham's investigation to turn up evidence even when they continually hit dead ends. Barr intervened himself on multiple occasions, including personally demanding the head of the NSA cooperate with the inquiry. And he and Durham even went so far as to travel to Europe together to try to get British and Italian intelligence agencies to reveal everything they learned about the Trump campaign and what they had relayed back to the US. Both governments both denied that they had done any such thing and were extremely insulted by the accusation. 
But even after their fruitless trip around the world, Barr then directed Durham to change the focus of the inquiry and now search for a basis to accuse Hillary Clinton of conspiring to defraud the U.S. by manufacturing suspicions of Trump's collusion with Russia. I mean, if it looks like a Russian asset and refuses javelins to Ukraine like a Russian asset. But Barr didn't just stop with the standard Hillary Clinton deflection. As he and Durham set out on their yellow brick road to find empirical evidence of a figment of Donald Trump's imagination, the only evidence of potential misconduct that they actually did find was that of Donald Trump. Not only did Italian officials offer them a tip linking Trump to suspected financial crimes, which it appears they ignored, they also found legitimate reasons for investigating Trump's relationship with Russia. But Barr was not just passive, he was proactive about squashing that evidence. This was in 2019, when the DOJ's inspector general completed his own report on the origins of the Russia investigation, which was that Trump's campaign advisor, George Papadopoulos, remember him, bragged to an Australian diplomat that he knew in advance when the Russians were going to release hacked Democratic emails, which law enforcement considers a legitimate reason for a probe into Trump. But before that report was released, Barr tried to get the investigator general to soften his language. And when he refused, Barr then issued a statement online contradicting the major finding. Hmm, where have I seen that one before? The Times also revealed that while all of this was happening, there was some serious internal strife over this, to the point that Durham's longtime aide publicly resigned in 2020 without an explanation. Now we know that her resignation was the culmination of a series of disputes over prosecutorial ethics. And while this expose retreads a lot of seemingly no longer current events, Durham actually still works at the DOJ as a special counsel under Merrick Garland, and he's preparing a final report of this investigation to be released soon. And finally for today, we can't seem to escape this Kremlin interference timeline. Word on the street in Washington, D.C. is that the former employees of the American arm of Russian state media broadcaster RT America are restarting a new media venture under the name Global Tech. This is significant because U.S. intelligence agencies have described RT America as integral to Kremlin foreign influence operations, but they shut down the D.C. hub last year after the invasion of Ukraine. However, they're now back with another iteration of the company called Global Tech, and job listings show that they're working to build out a production staff in D.C., which is just like when the KGB reemerges the FSB, but for viral videos. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements, and thanks again to our partner, Kickoff. Kickoff helps you build your credit score and is the easiest way to build credit fast. Every on-time payment you make with the Kickoff app is reported to the major credit bureaus. And when they see healthy habits, you see a happier credit score. Plans start at $5 a month and you can apply in minutes with no credit check, no hidden fees, and no interest. Apply now at kickoff.com to start building better credit. That's K-I-K-O-F-F.com to build your credit score without the lift. Start today at kickoff.com. Until next week, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.